the city market. It is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Continuing our quest here at Two Douchebags and a Microphone to be constantly funny, once again we offer you strange insults from an alien. This is a voice guy from your favorite podcast, Two Douchebags and a Microphone. People often ask us how they can find us when doing a remote broadcast. One, smell. Go to the city market and start sniffing. Our aroma has been described as a mixture of flea powder for goats, Tabasco sauce, and old sock with dark fuzzy urine. Two, look for the spot absent of patrons. Three, the most telling sign is a crowd of patrons vomiting uncontrollably. Four, just call us at 816-512-7717. If a 10-pound bag of shit could talk, this is what it would sound like. Uh, in Germany, I just uh, read this story a couple nights ago. A German court said Wednesday that a landlord sunbathing naked in the courtyard of his building wasn't a reason for his tenants to reduce their rental payments. <laughs> so the tenants all went to the judge and said, hey man, this guy's sunbathing naked in, uh, in his courtyard. Wow. And the, the judge said, no, no, you're not getting any any perks for that. <laughs> the case involving a building in an upmarket residential district of Frankfurt, which included an office floor rented by a human resources company. <laughs> that makes it even funnier. Yes. The company withheld rent because it objected, among other things, to the landlord's naked sunbathing in response to landlord's suit. Wow. Probably for the money. Now, I wonder if that kind of public nudity is legal or not in Germany. This article led me to believe it's legal. I would think he's in his, on his own property. He's not, like, walking down the street. Yeah, I mean, maybe, like, there they consider it kind of like being in your own place. Yeah. Like, if someone walks by and they see you naked in your house, that's on you. Yeah. They say, yeah, you should have been looking in. Yeah. And that's the way a judge is ruling, too. It's like, well, you looked in their house. Yeah. So you get what you get. Yeah. So the Frankfurt State Court rejected company's reasoning, finding the, the usability of the rented property was not impaired by the plaintiff sunning himself naked in the courtyard. It said in a statement that it couldn't see an admissible, deliberately improper effect on the property. Well, yeah, I mean, how does that affect your rent? It doesn't. Yeah, it was just, but, they wanted to just punish the guy. Yeah, they wanted to punish him, and yeah. the judge probably did the right thing and said, you know... Find I, another way. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, yeah. maybe in this, it doesn't say, let me see if I can find it here, but it, I don't think it says, like they told him, don't ever do it again. Yeah. So I think he was free to someday Yeah, yeah, if he wasn't sanctioned at all by the court then I, it sounds like the court just told the, the tenants you know, to grow up <laughs> if you don't like it find some other place to rent a space yeah so uh, anyhow if the tenant uh, had been entitled to reduce rental payments for three months only because of noisy construction work in the neighborhood so they did yeah. lower their rent but it's because of noisy construction yeah. but that happens everywhere yeah. People go, you know, we're going to have a lot of construction. It's just like this place that I almost took a month and a half ago in Colorado. Uh-huh. They're going to have construction the whole time we were there. Mm. So they said they waived the resort fee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it didn't amount to that much, so it's like, no. Yeah. So you want to knock 30% off, I consider it. Yeah, because there's going to be some inconvenience yeah. and some hassle with that. Yeah, so. I decided that they said that they could work about any time, but they wasn't sure about the time, so, you know. Maybe two in the morning, these fucking idiots work. I don't know. It could be. Yeah, wow, that know. could really ruin your plans. Well, they could not give me a timeline. I said, okay, is it like 7 to 3.30 when they're gone? You know, 8 to, 8 to 4.30, 9 to 5.30, whatever. Yeah. 9 to 5.30 would be ideal because we'd usually be out the door when we're that you well, know, yeah. vacation at by 9. But yeah, that they definitely were leaving their options open. They're like, don't pin us down, man. Yeah, so <laughs> it, I, I declined it. Yeah. I decided that there's no further uh, reduction, just the resort fees. It sounds great on the surface, 
but the resort fees like they're eight bucks a day or something. Yeah. Yeah, no thank you. Over seven days, that's not even a hundred bucks. <laughs> the relegation threatened Sawicki's match against Bizzard in Lotweiss Essen in Essen. 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 Do not continue for the second half because referee Nicholas Winters had a cup of beer thrown in his face by a fan who was apparently unhappy with his decision to send off a Zuwacker player and award a penalty to Essen before halftime. Mm. Winner showed uh, Zawaki defender uh, Nils Butson. Nils Nilesson, N-I-L-S. Nils. Nils Butson, a red card for bringing down an American forward Josiah Young, and then awarding Essen a penalty for a handball from the resultant of a free kick. So when he had his hand on the ball, he gave the other team a free kick. Simon Eggleton scored from the penalty spot to equalize the one-to-one before the break when the home fans made their frustrations known. The match officials waited at uh, the leaving the field there and then had a sports TV show the fan throwing the beer at the referee's face. So he was caught on tape. They take their soccer a hell of a lot more seriously than they do. Well, you reminded me of a little Chiefs tidbit. I can tell you most of it, but I've got to protect the privacy of my source because this source could get in trouble. Um, remember last season, Mahomes was knocked down during a certain game and, and hit his head, and they took him out for concussion protocol, and they kept him out, and we were all worried, oh, my God, concussion, and then the next game he came back and he was just fine. They said he didn't have one. Yes, that's true have a concussion. The uh, Chiefs coaching staff wanted Mahomes out of that game. So they lied to Mahomes and told him he had a concussion because that was the only way they could get him to stay on the sideline. Remember early, later in the season when his leg was hurt and they were telling him to stay out and he's like, no, no, I'm going back in. You can't make me stay. No, no. He was going to do something like that earlier in the season, but they told him, you have a concussion, therefore you have to go. They knew he didn't have one. They just wanted him out of the game. So they lied to Mahomes, lied to the league, lied to all of us. Game? I think the that was it. Game? I wonder why they wanted him out. They thought he was really hurt. That part I didn't get. It's, it's just the coaching staff decided we need Mahomes. It was a regular season game, I think. Oh, that's been another one. Okay. Yeah. And they said, we want Mahomes out. So they took advantage of that time when he hit his head on the turf. I guess. Well, no, think about it. I mean, uh, Brady doesn't did the same thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I'm going back in there. I got to get my uh, players their uh, their uh, yards. Yeah. He's notorious for doing that. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> so I think that's just kind of funny. They had to lie to Mahomes to keep him. Uh, Keep them on the sideline, but then they had to lie to everybody else too. I could see that. Totally. Yeah. So to this day, Mahomes may not even know he didn't have a concussion. Oh, well, he probably knows he didn't, but he doesn't know that they knew they he didn't, it like and they lied to him about it. Well, they, you know, they just upset. Like, yeah. Oh my God. So, Patrick, if you're listening to this podcast, it's already breaking to you this sure way. Sure Coach Andy lied to you because he wanted you out of the game. <laughs> Sense, yeah. Because he would play until it's fucking late for a walk. He basically did. Mm-hmm. So. When we're all fair, I can tell you who my source was. Okay. Actually, play hit pause. All right, we're back. So I told you my source off air. You believe it? Yeah, I believe. It. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can't tell my source on air because that source would possibly get into serious trouble. Well, it's such a Concentrated story, yeah. and I've seen people who act as such. Yeah. No big surprise here. No. no. It's like, look, this guy's not going to come out unless we do something. 
But you know, I, re I really thought it was it's still illegal for them well, to lie to the bookmakers. You know, did they lie to the bookmakers and say he had a concussion? Because that would have affected the odds. Okay, there's two things I think the bookmakers see through. Yeah, I think That's so too. One of them. I think so. They're kind of like, hey guys, here's what they said, and here's what we think is going on. Yeah. And then you make your bet accordingly. And then they're more than happy to go, okay, we know the truth, but the gambling public doesn't. Here's another one too. <laughs> Depending on the team, what's their odds of winning? I bet you their odds are still 95%, even without the yeah. Look, I mean, like, let's say it's a, a, a shit that team, but shit that team's playing hard, like Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. They're the one of the worst teams around. We won the Super Bowl. They still won. Mm -hmm. It's because you do see everybody's best game, and they are out to prove something. So if, you take, if you take the best quarterback in the league out, they do that, Indy. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want the notoriety. Yeah. They want the attaboy. Yeah. <laughs> so, a few more seasons to take Yeah, so I completely believe that. They're like, they're hitting really hard. They're afraid he's going to get jacked up. So we're probably going to win this anyway. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, anyhow. Um, I got a unique story here. All right. And then I've got one about uh, Dustin Diamond. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll run this real quick, then we go into Screech. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't call him by his real name. I call him Screech. Yeah. Anyhow, firefighters in Pennsylvania conducted an unusual rescue when a two-year-old girl got her head stuck in an angel food can. Oh, that's weird. And the sequel of Mifflin Kelly said her daughter, Quinley, was playing with an angel food can. <laughs> that had its middle <laughs> section removed, which he would... Oh, I see. Yeah, yes. the cone <laughs> part in the middle. I have a hard time saying this out loud. Which he put the middle of the, the section around her head. She put the pan over her head and, you know, she in the middle section became stuck. <laughs> she wore kind of like a shawl around her shoulders until the fireman got there. She was able to eat and drink. Or be like the cone of shame you put on your dog yes. so they don't lick themselves. The only thing is, after she did this all, huh, it wouldn't come off. It wouldn't come off. So then every every major talk show immediately declared her a hero for what she's going through, right? Yes. Don't they always do that when some idiot kid does something stupid and endangers themselves? They're immediately held as a hero? Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're so great for making a stupid movie. Yeah. It costs a hundred million dollars to rescue this little kid who wouldn't read the sign that says don't walk past this point. Well, I mean like a rondo. Yeah. There ain't that guy when the little fucker and his stupid mother wouldn't fucking watch. Yeah. Threw the baby into the uh, into the gorilla pit. Are we on here? There okay. we are. Here we are. This good friend of mine, Steve, known him a long time, and uh, he called in. Um, we're podcasting about a lot of different shit. I'm just talking about how this girl in Georgia got stuck in a uh, in a bunk cake pan. <laughs> yeah. An angel food cake pan. An angel food cake pan with the middle missing. She put it over herself like a life preserver, and she got stuck in it. <laughs> No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah! A Frosters, he's talking about a Frosters uh, oil can. Frosters! Oh, yes. Well, we have this moron that we used to know. <laughs> He used to call it Frosters. He could never figure out it was Frosters. Uh, <laughs> you know, hey, we'll go get a Frosters. <laughs> I knew a keyboard player that I, I, I used to not recognize the keyboard player unless he had a can of Fosters in his hand. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he always did. He's like, who is that? Oh, oh, there's the Fosters. It must be Rick. <laughs> I think uh, he did, probably. No. No, he didn't. Actually, he got sober. Oh, oh, oh. No, yes. okay. Yes. <laughs> that yep. could, yeah, that could be ponies, zebras. That was a guy that's getting ready to beat up Matt. <laughs> we used to go to 
We used to go to Buzzard Beach and uh, scream horse pussy, right? And uh, anyhow, Matt kept screaming, so this guy went over and put him in a headlock, and he said, maybe you should uh, start using a little bit of tamer name, like equestrian <laughs> vagina. <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure the horse pussiers are the one that caught it on fire. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah, I bet I bet so. Yeah, they had all those flamethrowers. <laughs> it does, yes it does. So what are you out doing? Oh, what are you out doing today, Ethan? All right. And how is the Frosters? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Frosters is Australian for lager. <laughs> well, that's true. That yeah. is one of those beers where I could just skip the middleman and pour it straight in the urinal. <laughs> yeah. A can that size, you get backwash. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Falstaff. You know, Blue Ribbon. It was Lord Falstaff's chosen beer, so it has to be good. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Remember we used to. Well, earlier we were talking about uh, Coors Banquet beer and how they wouldn't sell. Yeah. The, the Golden Hammer. They used to not sell it in Missouri in the 70s. Because... Yeah, yep. yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. Yep. You had to go get it because they didn't pasteurize the beer. It was ice brewed. And they said that it had a limited uh, shelf life. So they'd only take it to Kansas. They wouldn't take it into Missouri. So bars back then, what they did was they went into Kansas with pickup trucks in, from Missouri, and they would fill it full of pours, and they would bring it back, and they would have it out in their uh, in their truck, and they would just send like a bar hand to go out and fill up the frosty mug if you knew the secret word to get the pours. Yeah. Because that was bootleg beer. Yeah, it was bootleg beer. Bring it across the state line without yeah. paying the tax on it. We did that with Falstaff. We brought it across state lines and brought it here. Yeah. Oh. It was. Yeah. Even though it tastes like battery acid, we still drank it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. You felt the chunks coming out, little hops and grains. Yeah. Wish they filtered this a little more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah really. Well, <laughs> oh, my kidneys obviously rejected it. Like, <laughs> right, hey, send that, uh, get, get that shit out of here. Send it out the back door. We ain't taking it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Coors was chemically designed for a horse's urinary tract and not a human being. So. <laughs> oh, no, Falstaff, whatever I pissed, it looked like espresso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that was all the out of both places. It was all the dead liver and kidney cells escaping after you drank that crap that destroyed your. <laughs> That's my kidney putting up a kitchen clothes sign. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, BB's in a lake. <laughs> Yeah, we used to drink it before we hit Buzzard Beach in Westport. We'd stop in my car, open up the trunk, grab a fall staff, slam it, and then go into Buzzard Beach. Oh, oh yeah, that was the worst part. Yeah. The beer was already horrible, but this was like warm, sitting in my trunk. Yeah, yeah, the cold buys you a little grace because it numbs your tongue. You don't taste it as much, you know, but when it's, yeah, it's trunk warm, you're tasting every bit of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were troopers. 
Yes, that's true. Did. That's true. Yeah, we went in and had a uh, PBR or a uh, or a, a fully dressed hams. Yeah, yeah, a fully dressed hams. We used to piss people off. Uh-huh. I remember Jane almost hit me in the face over it. She couldn't believe I would do that to a ham because um, we would put a. Uh, one of those little straws. Well, Mark, uh, the Mark, the bartender, he would put like a lime, a cherry, and some other fruit on it, and he would put it in a ham's beer can. Oh, yeah. And we would sip the hams, the fully dressed hams. We would sip the hams through the straw. And Jane came up there and said, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I said, "I'm enjoying a fully dressed hams." No, no, you can't do that to that beer. <laughs> <laughs> we did. And we got it popular. Alcohol abuse. You're abusing your alcohol. The other way was a naked hand. <laughs> yeah, just just opened up. Very old naked. Yeah, yeah. And like if you had a bad day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you <laughs> yeah. grab a hands and pop it open. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or hey, remember when uh, we came up with those uh, whatever chicks would come up and try to get drinks from us? And like we came up with pap here on the beach and anal probe and something else. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And whatever we come up wanting to drink, we go, yeah, we'll buy you a drink, but you got to drink what we buy you. Yeah, one chick hit, and she hit Mac right in the nose. It tasted so bad. And I think it's an anal probe. Wasn't an anal probe like old crow wild turkey and like Jaeger or something? That's horrible. Yeah. Oh, it looked like fucking, it looked like a, a coffee slime oh. in the bottom of it. Yeah. Motor oil. Yeah, motor old oil. motor oil. Old motor oil. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. They're like, yeah, sure. And then after they drink, it's like, you want another? No. <laughs> needed to come up with one that you put a uh, little bit of shaved coconut on top on top of the drink and call it a vaginal psoriasis. <laughs> so you would drink that. Or anal dan- dandruff. Yes. <laughs> hey, you like an anal dandruff? <laughs> Pubic dandruff. Pubic dandruff. Yeah, just put shaved coconut on top and that'll get the message yeah. across. Or you could call it buttworm. Oh, or you yeah. You like a buttworm? Uh, and it's like uh, tequila with a bunch of shaved coconut in it. Or if you take like the little strings of coconut and you chop them up, you can call the drink a tapeworm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, we gotta go back to Buzzard. Yeah. <laughs> you, you could take a Snickers bar, take a Snickers bar and throw it in like a beer and call it like a turd. A <laughs> turd in a punch bowl. No. Uh, no. But I did that at a party one time. Oh, oh I bet. Not, some, not so much a minnow as a panfish. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. I want to put a spoon bill in one. <laughs> oh. All right. Enjoy your frosters. Yeah, you know what? You need to come down sometime and let's do three hours of this shit. All right, Steve. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Yeah, we could always just call it three douchebags if you want. Yeah, two douchebags and a spare. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the copyright to two or three douchebags in a microphone. The trademark, I mean, not copyright. You got somebody behind you getting handcuffs put on. Oh, nice. Yep. All right, we'll talk to you soon, Steve. Thanks for calling in, man. All right, man. All right, we'll try. Or <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Right, let me click the microphone over. But, uh, yeah, the person behind you sitting down has uh, got handcuffs on now. Man, he sounded good, didn't he? He did, yeah. You get a 
held up right there in the right spot. Yeah, thanks for doing that. Sure, no problem. I made your arm as good, Terry. Oh, just a little bit. I wonder what he's doing. He looks nice and dressed. He's a guy yeah. arrested. He was getting he was getting very agitated. And he was I don't know if he was raising his voice, but he kept trying to get up. And the man that was with him kept pushing him back down. And then the police officer he, he went and got the police officer and brought her over, and she joined in. And the guy tried to get up again, and she wouldn't let him. And now he's got handcuffs on. Him. Oh wow! Taking him away. Us next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they meant it for us, but got derailed. They're probably yeah. headed for us, and then he did something as well. Damn it. You gotta get these guys first, but they're definitely next. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I scoop my chair. Well, Steve, we when, you, when you hear this podcast, man, thank you for calling in. And, yeah, uh, that's great. I'm gonna send him a text when I drop it. That way you can go find it. Yeah. But we need more callers. We need callers like Steve with all these stories. Yes. I have so many stories with that guy. I mean, you think of all Brad's stories with that. I have 30 times as many with Steve. Yeah. And 30 times, maybe, man, I don't know if we can get Steve, but I, I don't know. Some are on the same level. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Needless to say, I had a very interesting uh, 10 years there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I hung out with Steve before. He's fun. He's a fun guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, he, he, uh, Oh Lord, that man just sawed a puppy in half. Hey there, don't worry, I have a clown nose. Oh no, that drunk guy just hit my child. It is okay, I have a clown nose. Clown nose, just put one on and you can do anything. Want to run for office? Murder people in public? Just grab a clown nose and bam, everyone laughs. Clown noses are sold at keg stores online and pedophile conventions. Grab one today and make magic happen. Oh, oh shit. shit, what's, what's that, that over there? there? Oh, oh no, it's this island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. What you call a bundle of hay in church? Christian Bale. <laughs> Two emotionally disturbed dirtbags and a popsicle will be right back. He likes to go for broke. Yes, he does. <laughs> Start to finish. He's the guy. Awesome. Yep. I got to piss. You just told everybody you had to piss. There we go. Uh, two douchebags. And a microphone. Smart. Topher. Uh, the last thing you heard was I had to poop. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we both did. So. Yeah, so, anyhow. Um, before our buddy Steve called in, who is, I, I'm telling you, the stories that guy's got. I can't wait to get him on the air for three hours. It's only going to, like, do maybe 3% of the stories. Yes, yeah, it's going to so be nice and embarrassing, too. There's a lot of hanging with that guy. Yeah. Like, uh, like the time we went down to the Oasis and almost got kicked out. I'll save, I'll save all of this. Yeah. What? Okay, I will tell this one. Okay. But gotta tease at least one. Yes. But uh, Steve will have to come on here and he will have to tell me his version. Mm -hmm. We went down to the Oasis. Uh, it was a Latin nightclub on uh, Southwest Florida. Okay. Um, they didn't really care for us not really being so much Hispanic. So we were told a couple of times, well, basically, like, what are you guys doing here? Yeah. So well, you know, there's not a it's Sunday night. There's not a lot of places open. This is open. We thought we'd check it out. It's always packed. So uh, uh, not being treated very nicely, and, uh, and uh, some comments like that led us to leave a little early. Yeah. So we walked outside, and we both realized that we did not distinguish someone to not get drunk. So we both smashed. <laughs> Whoops. We were like looking at each other and go, uh, are you sober? Fuck no. Are you sober? Fuck no. So we see this um, burrito stand yeah. right there. Hey, there we go. 
Looks authentic oh. to me. <laughs> the guy could barely speak English. And these are the nicest looking burritos you ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, really nice burritos. Uh, you know what? We're gonna go. We're gonna eat a couple of these with a hot sauce on it. It'll be sober. Yeah. It works. <laughs> we go there, and after we got done eating, we're driving back to Steve's, and I go, "What kind of meat was that?" And he says, "I don't know." Different texture. We couldn't figure out what kind of meat it was. So we decided it was either cat or pigeon. Yeah. It yeah. tasted great, but the guy didn't say what kind of meat it was. He just said what kind of burrito, and the texture was kind of. Uh, Stringy. Uh, stringy, maybe, yeah. 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 Maybe kind of porous. Yeah. Yeah. Something that's not being for chicken or even pork. Yeah, yeah. And it was different, but we didn't notice it until afterwards when I said something. I go, what kind of meat did you say it was? We didn't specify. Oh, that wind's coming. Yeah, I need to put the condom back on the microphone. Yeah, so, um, anyhow, uh, we leave there and we're not sober because that hot sauce really lit you up. So we take one of these big burritos and we sat there for about, I don't know, 20 minutes and we're both alright at that point, so go back home. Yeah. But that's when we discovered we probably ate cat or pigeon burritos. Yeah, probably so. good. But before Steve called, I was talking about the kid that got the angel food. And, uh, around her head. Around her head. Yeah. So, her mother called 911, and the firefighters from the Dunnington uh, Fire Department in Lewistown was summoned. The firefighters used uh, tin sticks to remove the paint. Ooh. That would make sense because it's so, usually pretty thin aluminum. So imagine so. how careful I had to be the closer I got to her neck. Yeah, that's true. That must be very delicate for a long time. Could leave some sharp, some sharp edges too. Yes. And then right there at the neck where a lot of blood vessels are close to the surface. And me, I hope they have another angel food pan. Halloween's <laughs> only nine months away. <laughs> Let's hope they also have a child who's a little more intelligent. <laughs> yes, and parents that are a little bit more intelligent. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I saw a show the other day about uh, the actor who played Screech on Saved by the Bell. And Dustin, Dustin Diamond. Diamond. Yeah. Um, and one of the big things I took away from that was uh, he was on a show... Um, for celebrities who were overweight and uh, out of shape, it's called like celebrity. Yeah, something like that. It was it was for celebrities who let themselves go and were out of shape, and they're supposed to all live in this house and get in shape together. I remember that. I can think it was an MTV show. Um, he came out openly on his stand-up routines and said I was paid you know they pay you 10 grand to do that show but you don't just you get, get to show up and be yourself and collect your check you got to do what they tell you to do and he said for me they paid me an extra five grand to be the bad guy they told me to be an asshole get in everyone's face, threaten people, you know, just be a total jerk, and I got an extra five grand for it, so I, I played that role on that show, and they showed some clips, and man, he was a complete asshole on the show. Willie Ames was also on the show, remember him from Ages Enough? He said that the producers told him he was supposed to be... Dustin Diamond's biggest nemesis, and they would argue and almost come to blows, and you know, just and and Lee was like, you know, you know, that's what they told me to do, and you know, he was making it easy because he was being pretty much a jerk about everything. But that was, you know, what mid to late '90s, probably. And even back then, he was, you know, reality shows had been a thing for maybe 10 years. And he was telling them straight up, they, they're paying me to do this. They tell me what to do. They, they tell us, you know, how to act and how to be. Uh, people still eat up that bullshit. think about what really started the place. For the reality shows? Yeah. It was the writer's strike in 87. Oh, yeah, yeah, but specifically one show, the Osborne. Osborne's really made reality shows um, a thing of um, common talk. Not on a not on a, a fucking tenth stream network that you've yeah. never heard of. 
they're on MTV. They were highly rated, and they made a lot of uh, uh, water cooler talk. Yeah, a lot of the reality shows were the kind with uh, competition or some goal yeah. to be met or uh, you know, race or something. But with the Osbournes, it was just, hey, we're just going to show up and film their everyday life. Yeah. At first, it was not scripted because they are that. Yeah. It just seemed an off and out there. Yeah. Because we are talking about an Atlantis monster family. Yeah. And what they have to do to kind of put up with his uh, yeah. notoriety, his antics, his habits, all that. But what it was was it brought uh, it brought a a certain civility, I guess, to it mm-hmm. because you saw this crazy madman yeah. at home and his wife ordering him around and his wife telling him what he needs to do because he can't quite fumble through everyday life. Yeah, it was different also in the fact that this was a family that, at the end of the day, still loved each other, yes, but had their fights and their yes. problems, whereas for other shows, it was, well, they really hate each other, and yeah. that was all there was so, to And the family still comes. I mean, they still, yeah. have, they still have done reality stuff. I mean, yeah. Uh, the latest was Ozzy and Jack's little tour, which I enjoyed. Um, after that came the Osbournes Want to Believe. Where they oh, they were doing that. paranormal stuff. It's like they trot them around all these supposedly haunted places, and you see that's brilliant because you got you know the, the coherent ones like Jack, and then you got Ozzy just kind of go on the oh yeah. what is this? Why are we doing this? And then Kelly comes in and plays her usual character, the yes. spoiled brat bitch. Yeah, nobody can get along with. Uh-huh. So so it's kind of like a gimmick now, but it's yeah. still it's fun to watch. I mean. But when the Osborne show started, they let them just, you know, do whatever and kind of see how they were going to interact with each other, what worked, what didn't, and then they kind of figure out what the audience wanted, and then after a few episodes, they started guiding the show. Yeah. said, here's what the audience wants, here's what they want to see more of, so we're going to guide you along this to where you do a lot of the things that the audience wants to see. The jump the shark moment to me uh-huh. was when Ozzy is looking at the itinerary of the Vegas show, I think. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Bubbles? He goes, I'm the Prince of fucking Darkness. I don't do Bubbles. And the next thing you know, they show me the show with Bubbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like was a, a shark because that was obvious. Just an obvious stupid setup. Yeah. I, I've never been to a show where there's Bubbles in all the yeah. show. Yeah. I did that yeah. for a fact. I wanted to show you, I'm staying out long. I don't do that. And she's like, oh, no, you don't. You're going to do that. That, uh, that James Belushi show, Growing Belushi, mm-hmm. it's it's nonstop like that. Obvious setups and very old and tired setups that you've seen a hundred times before. And it's just one after the other is just nonstop, boringly steep. And it, I, I look at that and I feel bad for James Belushi. This is the best he can come up with. If that's it, then he has no business in it. Well, let's face it, would he have ever seen the light of day? If it wasn't for his brother no. No he one would have cared who James Belushi was. He would have been a Billy Carter, like the mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he would have been like the noisy brother yeah. of, of this famous guy. It's like Howdy Doody's overweight sister, Heavy yes. Duty. Yeah. Heavy Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Heavy Duty. <laughs> Or I just saw something that like took me back. Yeah. <laughs> a, uh, a tattoo of a garter, a garter mm-hmm. on, uh, on a chick's leg. No, oh, wow. <laughs> I just walked by. I was like, okay. <laughs> I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> As to determine who's going to get married next. Yeah, yeah. Or who's going to get divorced next. Yeah. Depending <laughs> on who catches it, whether they sniff it. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So. Anyhow, it just caught me off guard. I was just kind of like at a freeze frame moment. Yep. <coughs> Let's see here. Right. We look for different stories, different stories. Helper, you want to hum or something? All right. I can recite the alphabet backwards. Oh, that'll work. <laughs> Hey, have you ever heard of the incel stereotype? Oh, you were going to talk about that? Yeah, I want to expand on that. I'm glad yeah. you remember. 
It's uh, it's a term that I started hearing and wasn't really sure what it meant until I looked it up. It's it's spelled I N C E L, and an incel uh, literally means a person who is involuntarily celibate. They want to have sex, but no one will have sex with them, and they're angry about it. Okay. Um, so that's the typical, I mean, that's the literal meaning. The most commonly used way is a woman will use that to describe a man who most people would consider fairly unattractive, doing nothing to make himself more attractive, embracing all of his horrible, ugly qualities. Star Wars fan. Yeah. <laughs> and then angrily pouting because the supermodel doesn't want to touch him. And then he claims there's a, a vast yeah, yeah. worldwide conspiracy to subjugate men. That's what they're talking about when they're saying an insult. It's a guy who can't look at the mirror and realize, oh, that's the reason no one's having sex with me. Instead, they go marching out and blame everyone else. There's a... Okay. Everybody cuts their own deal in life, basically, right? Oh, yeah. Like people get cancer, people, you know, and all that. But... The more you move, the more you shake, the more you're going to get, you're not going to get, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, whatever you have these guys that go, I can't help it because I'm fat and ugly. No. There's a certain amount of it you can control yes. if you really want to. Yeah. You can lose weight. You can get your teeth straightened. You can maybe even get a nose job. You can do your hair to complement your face. Yeah. You can take a bath. You can take a shower. Yes. And all these people that I saw do that, the incel personality type, uh -huh. are people that refuse to do something about their own look. Exactly. And choose to blame the women instead of themselves. Yes. Yes. They retrench on all the really poor choices they're making and insist they should be able to do whatever they want and still get all the goodies they ever wanted. Yes. Life doesn't work that way. No. And, and then they get angry that life doesn't work that way. They would, they would <laughs> purposely pick apart a woman that was gorgeous, obviously. Uh-huh. Oh, she didn't look that good. What do you mean she didn't look that good? She's uh, fucking up Yeah. Well, her one tooth was a little bit. Yes. So? Rejecting her before she can reject him. Is that honestly what you saw? Yeah. It, no. You had to pick that out of everything else that was perfect. And then you'll also get those guys who will go up to the most gorgeous woman in the room intentionally and then belch and fart in front of her and when she gets revolted he'll turn and say see I told you so she's a stuck up bitch it's uh -huh. like, maybe she don't want to be around an immature idiot. yeah but he set the situation up to reinforce what he already believed and then he stands there and yells I told you so you see these people they, if they thought about it they would have more good and more luck if they played the victim true yeah they'd be like man you know I tried and tried and tried to lose weight and I know I'm not good looking mm -hmm. I mean but, you know always a good guy takes a girl and just sucks it they really like to that women would respond to that some of them would yeah yeah I mean not all of them and there's also the point so that so they like nice try losing you know it, this is the way it is everywhere in life is if you want something from somebody you've got to give them what they want in return so it's no different than a cheeseburger over here. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. got to give them some money, and then they'll give you a cheeseburger. Yeah, but if if you yeah, he might have stolen cheeseburger. Well, then you realize that okay, the women I want, this is what they want in return: hygiene, you know, a sense of care about oneself, intelligent conversation, maybe things like that. Maybe your clothes don't smell like a rotten laundry hamper and they know these things but refuse to go along yeah that's true yeah. Well, you know here's something okay I, and I've always kind of thought like this too if you don't care about yourself do you truly care about anyone else and why would you expect someone to care about you when you exactly. obviously don't care about yourself yeah, yeah. so that yeah that, I remember a guy I used to play D&D with I used to play D&D with, he, uh, he was so arrogant and so smug and uh, so uh, had professed to have such a high opinion of himself. And he told stories about all these girls he was with and all the sex he was having. 
and then he told stories about you know meeting some of the knowing some of the Chiefs players like Tim Brunhard um, and a number of things and uh, I eventually caught on that the guy was just full of shit and pretty much nothing he said was true but just the constant stream of self-aggrandizing nonsense that had come out, you know, to hear him talk, he was scoring every time he wanted to, he was just rolling in chicks, and he was the life of the party, and the reality was, he was uh, a long-haul truck driver, so he'd spend a lot of his time on the road, probably having sex with lot lizards, and uh, then when he got home, he'd stay alone in his house, playing video games and downloading porn on the internet. But his the, the image he wanted to give to the rest of us was he was this lady killer. And ish, that, that guy had probably never had sex in his life that he didn't have to pay for. Yeah. And he's who I think of when I think of you know, the incel stereotype. Is, oh, yeah, this guy. He smelled bad. Oh, I knew this yeah. kid in school. He, you could tell he wasn't a bad-looking guy. Yeah. But actually, a couple of chicks got together and made him what he needed to be. Huh? Yeah, they just kind of did a makeover? Him. Yeah, kind of did a makeover. Kind of like, look, man, man. And they weren't the ones who wanted to sleep with him after that other girl stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. I found that very interesting. It's like, wow, why would they even put up a concerted effort? But I guess he was a nice guy, so like they kind of helped him along. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I tried to do in, in uh, school, but really didn't work for me, is be friends with girls, not hit on them or try to be their boyfriend, just, just be friends. Because if they weren't interested in me, maybe they knew somebody who would be. They would be around girls, yeah. would be. And, and you would know that right off, because if the friends are really quick, yeah. okay then, conversation's over. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it didn't work out for me, but there are other guys that you know, I knew it did work you know, out for. I, I got more dates by a cool friend than I ever, ever did. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, just... You're walking up and trying to pick in. someone yeah, up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's always like, uh, hey, this is so-and-so, you know, hey, you know. Yeah. Either keep metal track in your mind or not. I'm sure you did that with Cindy, didn't you? Like, check. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll check on her a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I worked with a guy at a couple of different post offices that uh, he was very inexperienced when it came to women, and he was very open about it. Um, he was you know, older he than was me. He was the opposite of the guy you're talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a year or two older than me, but uh, you know, he openly says, I, you know, I, I don't meet girls, I don't date, you know, it's just too difficult. And uh, one, of the, one of the other carriers there, she's like, yeah, I've got a friend of mine who's, I mean, she's in jail right now. Not for a violent crime. She stole some credit cards. But uh, she's been in prison for about 13 months, and she's ready to get out, and she's ready to go on a date. And I showed her your picture, and she thinks you're cute, so if you'd like to date her, I'll set you guys up. She's going to be getting out next month sometime. And the rest of us were like, yeah, go for it, go for it. He chickened. He absolutely chickened. I see that it's like is she gonna try to steal my credit cards? Like let's say put it off and then she comes back to my place and I'm asleep. All of a sudden I wake up, she's gone and like fucking spend all my cards. I could kinda get that. I could kinda get that. I had another high school friend that that embraced that. He uh, he picked up a girl hitchhiking and on this side road. It was uh, I think it was before Longview Lake was there. Raytown Road went through, and somewhere back in there was a uh, juvenile detention facility for girls, and when the girls would get out or break out, they wouldn't always necessarily have a ride, so one day he picked up a girl that was hitchhiking along there, and she wound up moving in, and she said, <laughs> one time in the conversation, is like, yeah, I've been in there 10 months, I was ready to fuck my legs off, guys. <laughs> And uh, the interesting thing was she knew some other girls that were still in there and knew when they were getting out. So when they got out, she'd have, you know, her boyfriend, this friend of mine, say, well, let's go pick them up. And then they bring them home and they have a three-way. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he was he was enjoying that ride for quite a while. Oh, yeah. His, you would not his girlfriend had a constant stream of troubled young girls that would... Uh, that were insanely horny. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. And these were all legal age girls. 
at the time, yeah, so it wasn't a problem a there. Yeah. But uh, man, they fought like cat and dogs. And after about a year and a half, he finally broke up with her. And uh, the next girl he dated uh, was very controlling. But again, he was into three ways. So apparently that was his thing. That was his thing, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what? He knew his market. I got to give yeah. him credit. He knew his market yeah. and he stuck to it. Yeah. He said he never went the devil's three way. It was always two girls and a guy. Oh, the devil, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about it a second. I got it. Yeah. 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 It's like, okay, clockwise, don't ever look me in the eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. have to distinguish that with It's like, okay, uh, Clockwise? <laughs> there was a time on Friends when Joey and Chandler were going to have a three-way with a girl. And uh, they're well, like... They did get pretty racy. Yeah. yeah. And they said, okay, rule number one, eyes closed at all times. They're like, okay, that's a great rule. And then he's like, wait a minute. What if you're, like, touching something and you don't know what you're touching because your eyes are closed. And then Joey's like, okay, rule number one, eyes open at all times. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a, a Big Bang Theory episode where uh, there was this girl, she Why was actually a physicist. Uh, Judy Greer played the part. Um, she's in everything. And then uh, Raj uh, Wallowitz and uh, Leonard were all, she was Leonard's weekend girlfriend because she was just visiting but then she did, she wanted Raj and Wallowitz at the same time and uh, she said okay you guys go out in the hall and get your stories straight you know I'm the apartment girl who lives here all alone you guys are the repairmen and I can't pay the bill <laughs> and so she disappears into the bedroom the guys are standing there like are you really going to do this and they're like oh hell yeah alright okay cool and then one of them says guys you realize this involves that we're all three going to be naked in front of each other and they look at each other for a minute, and they're like, yeah, I got to go. And they're, <laughs> they just all run. I love that. I love that. Because, <laughs> you know, as excited as you might be about a three-way, you're like, oh, lots of people are going to be looking. <laughs> I was walking up here from there. The, we'll walk right into one of those slippery wind wet signs. You're just looking that way, smack. How it's is it the people, the they're moving this way and they're looking that way or that way or that way? Well, everybody does it, man. It's funny. It is really funny. It's like me. All right, two douchebags. And a microphone. All right. We have returned for a little more. Yes, we are. For a little more punishment at your ear hole. <laughs> uh, see here. Some of you haven't thrown up yet, so... We're going to keep going until we get the last of you. <laughs> yes. An airline passenger was arrested for carrying a sex defense weapon known as a vampire scroll through security at Boston's London Air International Airport, authorities said Tuesday. Oh, I think I saw the picture of that. It looks like a giant hypodermic needle. Yeah, it does. Armin Atum, Mayor. What a last name, Mayor. N-A-I-R. You're a hair removal freak. <laughs> was he paid Sunday evening in charge of carrying a dangerous weapon, Massachusetts State Police said in a statement. A trooper was alerted after the 10-inch long, 25-centimeter long titanium straw with a beveled end was found in Mayor's back pocket. And like you said, it looks like a giant hypo uh, hypodermic needle. Yeah. But that's not what it's used for. Yeah. yeah. The Transportation Security Administration, TSA, doesn't allow vampire straws to be carried onto a flight, which I agree with. They're going to use as a weapon. Very oh, yeah. Easy. You can just push that right through somebody's temple and kill them. Yeah. I mean, it's a deadly weapon. It is a deadly weapon. Because it makes the straw goes, uh, it is a self-defense weapon since it can be used like a dagger. It can also be used as a straw to slurp down smoothies and other drinks. Well, it's marketed to people who like to pretend they're vampires, yes. and they use it to actually physically drink blood from another human being. Yes. So the design of the straw is designed to Puncture skin and release blood. body fluids. Yeah, so by its very existence, it's a weapon. Yes. And uh, anyhow, anyone that carried it, I mean, I, I don't give a shit about them. They can say whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, the fact, the fact is, is, I'll put it like this. Okay. Air guns. 
air guns, you can put a bolt in them, and mm -hmm. if you have enough air pressure, so you guns do, we'll go right through a human oh, with yeah. a bullet. Absolutely. Okay. So, no one can carry that on a plane. No. So, no one can carry a pocket knife. You wouldn't let a, you wouldn't let even the doctor, you wouldn't let him bring a scalp along. Yeah. Yeah. Because let's say that person's not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. Someone can take it from him and do something. So, or even if you claim it's just an eating implement, well, you can't bring a stainless steel fork onto the plane with you, can you? No. No, it's a stabbing implement. What you do is you <laughs> use the stuff that they have available on there, which they do have plastic straws on yeah. that if you want because I've seen them before. But for the most part, they try to give you finger food, so they don't yeah. have to give you any kind of implement. Yeah. Yeah. So, these items are not allowed in passenger carry-on bags, the TSA said Monday, in a tweet that included a photo of the straw. The pastor found that out yesterday. So they showed a picture of it and said, hey, no, none of these, which I agree with 100%. Yeah. I, I, that would be a no. I mean, you look at it and you just kind of know you don't have to take that on an airplane. You can look at it and go, you know, someone could kill somebody with this. Absolutely. That's an, yeah. Absolutely. Mayor 26 of Chicago posted bill and is scheduled to be arraigned Monday, uh, or uh, May 30th, not Monday, in East Boston Municipal Court. A phone and text message seeking comment was left with his attorney. A phone number could not be found on that. He tried another phone. Mm. So. <coughs> and if he did, I don't want to hear what he has to say. He'll probably say he identifies as a vampire. Yes. And he was taking it with him, and where he got where he was going, he was going to find a consenting adult and have a little sip. Yeah. Yep. So. And then, uh, did you hear about the... Uh, guy that uh, impregnated 350 women who donated so much sperm. Oh, wow. Now, I, I, he was just an actual sperm donor and they yeah, used it that many times? Yep. He, wow, he, his profile must have been a real winner. I guess. Yeah. The prolific donor identified as Jonathan M. Under Dutch privacy rules provided sperm to several Dutch fertility clinics. Uh, a facility in Denmark and people he met uh, through advertisements and online forums. The Hague District Court said in a written uh, judgment, it, it said that uh, he, he didn't have any entitlement to any of the children. Well, no. Suddenly he wanted to see them. No, he got no rights. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I don't know why he'd want to pay 350 fucking uh, child support payments. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I've heard Ron Jeremy donated a lot of sperm during his career, but. Most of it just wound up on the floor. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> now it's winding up on the prison floor. Hedgehogs <laughs> in jail? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, shit. How many counts? Hang on. Let me look this up. Co cocaine, you bet. No. No? Sexual assault or rape or something. Ooh. It's up there with Jackson Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Jackson Mahomes identifies as a sexual predator. Jackson Mahomes. I'm going to go to this because it's perfect. Yeah. Well, Jackson Mahomes was in a restaurant in Kansas. And the owner of the restaurant, he was, he's striking up a conversation with her, and he decided he wanted to kiss her, so he just grabbed her and kissed her. Which you cannot do? No. That was count one of sexual battery. And she said, knock it off, don't do that. Started to try and push him away. He grabbed her again and did it twice more. There's That's his two, two other... Yeah, there's counts two and three of sexual battery. And then another employee tried to stop it, and Jackson took a swing at him. And that's assault. And there's the uh, the uh, simple battery. Simple battery, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah battery, not assault. Simple yeah. Battery. Assault is when you threaten or attack someone. Battery is when you actually hit them. You actually hit them. You actually make contact. Yeah. So this piece of shit is finally going to get what, uh, well, I mean, he may get what he deserves, I don't know. But at least it's going to be known that this guy's a creep, mm -hmm. and he should not be at any NFL games, he should not be on TV, he should not have anything to do that gives him any type of profile at all to anyone. Yeah. He should go back to the fucking depths of his uh, sewage that he came from. Now, a lot of people on social media have been saying, Patrick, you need to get a hold of your brother. How are you supposed to do that? No, it's it's the parent's responsibility, not yeah. not Patrick. Yeah. That's his brother, not his child. I guarantee you the NFL will go ahead and make a ruling for Patrick. Oh, yeah. 
Patrick may not want uh, Jackson around. I'm sure he probably didn't the last couple of years because of all the heat that he got. Yeah. Because Patrick Mahomes' image is so good in these yep. face the NFL. You don't want a brother like that tagging around doing mm-hmm. stupid shit like that. Now, there's a well-known proverb in the African-American community that goes, you don't fuck with the church's money. Yes. And right now, Patrick Mahomes is the church. He's fucking with the church's money. And Jackson Mahomes is fucking with his money. And even if Patrick Mahomes is not that money in the mm-hmm. and he just is looking at it on a more personal level, what if Well, yeah, the NFL is making a shit ton of money off of Patrick, and they don't want someone like Jackson hanging around spoiling him. No more. Yep. No more. He's not allowed in here. He's not allowed in any NFL game. Yep. He cannot come to it. they made, they made Patrick rein in his wife. She was getting on Twitter and, and calling out players who had legally tackled Patrick during the football game. Even Patrick was like, no, that's not true. Yes, it was, it was, she was making his job much harder. It was completely legal. <laughs> and then the video of uh, Brittany Mahomes standing at the edge of her box at a, at a Chiefs game. Uh-huh. And when the Chiefs win, she pops the end of the champagne bottle open and drenches the people sitting below her. Doesn't even give a shit about it. No, I know. She just wants to pop her champagne and she doesn't care that she's drenching other people who paid to see that football game. Yeah. That's Brittany Mahomes. Just the attitude of entitlement. Nothing exists beyond her and her little family. She doesn't give a shit about anybody or anything but her little group. For such a good guy, he sure has a lot of people around him that are screw ups. When the first time I saw Brittany Mahomes, I thought, oh my God. He's just infatuated with how she looks. And considering the way she acts, that's all I can see. I, you know? I gotta agree that. There must be more to the relationship, but all I see is she's she's good looking and that's it. Yeah, that, might, that might be it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, she certainly doesn't have a personality. She doesn't seem like a warm, caring person like him. She seems to be into the appearance, the money, she the seems fame. She like the polar that may be yeah. the attraction. I don't know. That could be, no, I agree with that. I heard the whole system. I think that there at least is some, if not a lot of truth to that, yeah. all those statements. Yeah. So, but yeah, I thought that was good. What that is true is uh, Jackson Mahomes is uh, looking at court charges. And, yep. And he's probably kicked out of any foreseeable forever NFL game, which is great, even better. I, I would imagine that the NFL in their morality clauses that they work in the contracts. It also includes family members. Sure. Like if your family members are screw up, you can't make them stop, but you've got to get them out of your life. And that's what I'm sure the NFL is going to tell Patrick is, you, know, you can't make him quit being a screw up, but quit bringing him around. I'm sure Patrick's probably coming up and going, hey Jackson, no more games, <laughs> I'll see you on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Unless we're playing. Yep. I'll see you on Christmas, unless we're playing. Other than that, I mean, I already knew he was a dickhead because he tried to get that restaurant in Oakland Park out of business. No, it's downtown. Mm. Small little restaurant. I forgot the name of it. I've been there before. It's a nice little place. Nice people on it. I mean, I mean, for what I could gather, it looked like a really charming little place. Mm-hmm. We come in there at like close to 3 a.m. when they close. Yeah. And they have like one person working in the back and one out front. They demanded they open it up for like 100 people. They're like, they're, number one, we don't have enough food or drink here. Number two, we don't have a staff. There's no way. And then he went around saying that they were rude and all this stuff. Oh, God. I can't can't remember what all he said, but it was horrible. He was trying to destroy the business. Then they sent him back. Uh, It was so cleverly worded and so um, direct and to the point that it made uh, Jackson Mahomes Report. Yeah. And then the reverse effect happened. People said, well, I'm going to this place. This guy's an idiot. Uh-huh. Yeah. If Ma- Jackson Mahomes hates them, they must be a nice place. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think I would agree with that. I would, yeah. too. Yeah. The guy's only 22 years old. Look how he screwed his life up already. Oh, that, look at all the stuff. He's going to be a predator. Yeah. yeah. He's going to have to be on lists. Yeah, I, I can see him being a sex offender at some point in his life. If he well, doesn't, I mean, isn't sexually battery that on part of I don't know if that would qualify him as a, as having to get on the sex offenders list. Oh, maybe not. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyhow, I'm glad that that part is going to be taken care of. <coughs> yeah, and I, I don't think there's any way he weasels out of this. 
I don't see how. No. If you love vomit, we have the podcast for you. To douchebagsandmicrophone.net, your one stop for everything. You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. To douchebagsandmicrophone.net is up and running. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. <laughs> oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.